I'd like to welcome you to the ministry of McCormick's Creek Church. We certainly hope that you will enjoy this selection. place right now in Jesus' name. Come on, bring every thought into captivity for just a moment. Jesus, I know that you are here to do great and mighty things. If I will let you. Hallelujah. And right now he's, he's just having his way. So just take just a moment, just a moment. Let's just all do it together. Just, just wait for just a moment on him. Lord, there's so many things that I have zero control over this morning. 
There's things happening all over this world, Lord, that I can't do not one thing about. Situations and circumstances that we can sit here and argue who's right and who's wrong all day long. but I have absolute control over how I, I respond in this service. You can sit there and just treat it like another Sunday morning if you want. God bless you if you do. But I need Jesus. Hallelujah. Just wait on it. Just wait on Jesus for just a minute. Lord, that you just move through this place, God. Today is the day that you have made. And regardless of what I'm going through or what's happening in my life, I will rejoice and be glad in it. You deserve this, Jesus. You deserve for us to just come in here together for just a moment and just give you all the honor and all the glory and all the praise. Regardless of, of what's happening, what's going on in, in our lives or any, any situation that you are partaking in in any realm that you can imagine. It doesn't matter, God. You, you're worthy this morning of us to just stop what we're doing and just love you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for another opportunity. Thank you, Jesus, for just coming in here and just moving in this place and having your way in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Needs, situations, circumstances. All of us. Hallelujah. Pray for every need but yours right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask you to just, just walk right by me this morning. Just move in every other family, every other situation, every other circumstance. God, right now, just you know the needs you knew before we ever asked you, Lord. But you just continue to move, Lord. Let the miraculous just begin to take place in this house, God. Healing, direction, understanding, God. Sweep through this place, God. Enhance us. Move in us, God. Stir up the gifts that are within every heart and every mind in this place, Jesus. The things that they've been praying for, Lord, for a long time, God, that you just bring that to fruition in Jesus' name. Sweep through this place. Come on, help me pray for somebody other than yourself. God, every other family, Jesus. Would you just let your will be done in their life, God? Whatever they need, Jesus, that you just make a way this morning. And bless them, God. Bless their homes, Lord. Bless their ministries. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Everybody say amen. Let's go ahead and take out the offering. Give us God's given unto you.
Jehovah, he's seated on the throne. He's Abba, Father, the well that overflows. The God who holds and his hand shall be Praise the Lord, everyone. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. 
feel the spirit of the Holy Ghost in here this morning in a great and mighty way. Thank you for being faithful to the house of God. First Sunday, 2019. 2018's behind us. A whole year, a new year is un- going to be unfolding before us. I'm excited for what the Lord is going to do for McCormick's Creek Church in 2019. This is the year, I believe, I, I, I know we end up saying this every year at the beginning, each year, that this is going to be the greater, greatest year. But I, I really do anticipate that, that, that there's going to be a lot of healing, a lot of deliverance. And I I anticipate baptizing more people in 2019 than we've ever seen at McCormick's Creek Church. I've often heard by elder pastors, elder ministers that say, you get what you preach. And as a pastor, sometimes we say, well, they don't want to hear that again. They don't want to hear about baptism again. They don't want to hear about salvation again. But the fact is, we really do get what we preach. And in 2019, you may hear messages that we've all heard before. But there are going to be people that walk in this place that's never heard this message. And the way that we, hear me, the way that we get our strength is watching new people receive revelation. And that's how we're going to get our nourishment this year. We're going to see people grow and uh, we should never, ever be so uh, stingy with, 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 you know, and, and we should just be satisfied with hearing the gospel over and over. It's the gospel that saves us. And it's the gospel that will keep us saved. So I just want you to know that this year is going to be a year of growth, and I'm excited about it. And in my mind, in my humble opinion, there's no greater way than to start out 2019 one of my best friends here this morning, and our church is so familiar with, with, with Brother Mark Winters. He is my, so, he is just an amazing friend. I don't think that there's a week that's went by since I've met Brother Winters that I haven't talked to him either once or twice, sometimes five or six times, and sometimes more. We do have to take a few. We, we did, we already took up offering, didn't we? We did. He did it. He did it. And, and yeah, I had one job, but I'm not going to blame anybody for, for that. <laughs> but if you want to give again, you can. So, but I'm, I'm thankful for Brother Mark Winters in my life. He doesn't just feed our church when he comes. He's, he's always pouring into me, and I'm very thankful for him, his ministry. You all haven't met his wonderful wife yet, but one day you will. Um, She's, she keeps me grounded, buddy. She tells me how the cow eats the cabbage, and through him, she is something else. Uh, she's been here once. She's been here once. She's visited our house, but she hasn't been to our church. And one day you get to meet her. She is as tough as nails, and she has to be to put up with. But I'm thankful for him. He is a wonderful man of God. Give him your undivided attention. He never preaches long. So if there's any positive, I know there's a lot of positive things I can say about your preaching, Brother Winters. Is, but he doesn't stay up here long. He fulfills the Scripture of God's doing a quick work. 
Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise as Brother Winters comes and delivers. Well, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Just pray for me. <laughs> there's anything positive that could be said about my preaching. It's just he doesn't preach long. <laughs> uh, I love my friend. I so appreciate Brother and Sister Hill, their family, and very honored to call them my friends of this church, my friends. Always a tremendous honor uh, to be with you, and I just have utmost respect for your pastor and his family. So thankful for uh, I'm very thankful for the church. I know I say that probably every time I'm here, but I, I truly am thankful. There is nothing like being a part of the body of Christ. Amen. We are blessed people today. Amen. We are blessed people. Hallelujah. And what an honor it is to be here. And I anticipate God doing great things, not only today, but throughout this year for this congregation. I believe that with all of my heart. Amen. So if you have your Bible today, and I'll try to live up to pastor's expectation and not preach very long. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So <laughs> I promise you I'll let you out in time to grab something to eat and get back for service tonight. Amen. Acts chapter number 3, a very familiar passage of Scripture. Early this morning in prayer, I really felt this, and I know, as pastors already said, we, we hear, we think, well, I've heard this before, and uh, he didn't know what I was going to preach, and I know someone saying, well, I've heard this before, but early this morning in prayer, I felt this so strongly in my spirit today, and uh, I just want to share with you something from the Word of the Lord. The book of Acts chapter number 3 and verse number 1, it says, now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look, on us. And the, the familiar verse that we know very well, verse 5, and he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And that word has been reverberating in my spirit since early this morning. Amen. When in prayer, I have just kept feeling this. And I want to talk to you, preach to you about expectation. Amen. Expectation. We, can we lift our hands, our voices together right now and ask the Holy Ghost to talk to us. God, I thank you for your power and presence. Thank you, Lord, for your presence, your power, your anointing that's in this place. Thank you for your spirit that is in this sanctuary. I pray, God, that you would manifest your power, confirm your word, do great and mighty exploits in this house for the honor and the glory of your name. In Jesus' name, we honor you and praise you. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord some praise in this house right now. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We praise and magnify your name today, O oh God. 
Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The setting and the, the scriptures are also familiar to us. Peter and John, who often appear together in the scripture, are on their way into the temple at the hour of prayer. If you notice carefully, there are three distinct times that are marked in the book of Acts. Acts 2 and verse 15, as Peter responded to the speculation of the onlookers on the day of Pentecost, he said, they're not drunk as you suppose. It's the third hour of the day, or nine in the morning. Acts 10, 19 records the second time marked in the book of Acts. Peter went up on the housetop to pray, being the sixth hour of the noon hour. And the third time that his reference is in the scripture we mentioned, I read a moment ago, it's the ninth hour. It's three o'clock in the afternoon, and Peter and John are coming to the temple to pray. But as they near the temple, they notice that need at the gate. Beautiful. There was a crippled man about 40 years of age lying in position near the gate. He is crippled not by accident nor by disease, but simply by genetics. It was a condition that goes all the way back to his birth. He was born unable to walk and consequently he had been carried by family and friends all his life and being unable to walk. His life is reduced to that of a beggar sitting in a prominent place as beggars would often do throughout the word of God. We find them uh, on the side of the road or at the steps of a rich man or here we find him at the gate called beautiful trying to ask alms of those that can help him and bless him. According to some Bible scholars this was the gate Shushan or the eastern gate. It was called Shushan because the metropolis of, of uh, Persia, which is Shushan, was supposedly carved or displayed upon the gate which made, which made the gate look beautiful. And the reasons commonly given by Jewish scholars and commentators as to why uh, that uh, uh, Persia was uh, portrayed on that gate was simply because, or Shushan, was because number one, when the Jews returned from captivity, uh, the king of Persia commanded uh, that they should make a figure of the palace of Shushan upon the gate of the temple that they might always fear the king and would not try to overthrow his kingdom. The second reason was the Jews teach that they put this image upon the gate. So when they saw the rendering of it, they would be reminded of the wonder of their deliverance from Haman, which was done in Shushan. They would be signified joy and gladness. And so today, as we approach the house of God, as we enter the house of God, we are given an opportunity. We are given the choice. I can enter and let the devil remind me of my past and hold me in fear and tell me, you shouldn't lift a hand. You shouldn't respond. You shouldn't sing, look what I did in your past. Or I can enter the house of God and be reminded of what the Lord has done and how God has delivered me and where God brought me from. Maybe that's what David was trying to express when he said, I'm just going to enter his gates with thanksgiving. I've been under attack. My kingdom's been overthrown, but I'm going to enter the gates of God. I'm making a choice today to praise him.
instead of letting the devil torment you with your past defeat, why don't you approach the kingdom and the presence of God with praise for what God has done in your life? Hallelujah. If anybody's got a right to praise him, you've got a right and a reason and responsibility. I know things may not be well, but what God has done outweighs the problems you have in your life. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. It seems a little bit ironic to me that it would be called beautiful, but the problem is ugly. It's less than beautiful. Amen. I don't know if you've ever been to that place, but have you ever had an ugly problem in a beautiful place? Amen. Look at the oxymorons of life, if you will, how you can have a, be in a beautiful place and dealing with an, un, uh, with an ugly problem. It's amazing how life... Can can, can be the best of times and the worst of times. How the gate is beautiful, but the condition is ugly. It's interesting how you can live with mixed emotions. We've been there. The peace and revelation of God's truth is beautiful, but we got problems going on in our home. Amen. Marriage is beautiful. Amen. But there's situations on the job I'm dealing with. Amen. Just when I'm getting ready to dance and praise God, Something reminds me, amen, of how unsightly the situation is I'm dealing with right now. How we can say, well, it's a good time in my life. I know more. I have more. I'm blessed. I have strength. I have wisdom. But at the same time, amen, I'm going through the worst time of my life. Amen. Areas of my life are under attack. Areas in my life that are breaking my heart and giving me trouble. What do you do? When the good times run head on with the bad times. What do you do when you have an unsightly problem in a beautiful place? You just hold on. You don't quit. You don't walk away. You don't stop serving God. Amen. You just step up your worship. Hallelujah, because the Bible says that he will make everything beautiful in his time. It shall be well. I may have an unsightly problem in a beautiful place, but I'm not going to let it override my response and my worship and my expectation. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. Somebody praise the Lord. Somebody give God some worship. Maybe things aren't well, but you've got something you can praise Him for right now. I feel victory in this place today. This crippled man stuck at a beautiful place with an unsightly problem. Faithful friends place them there every morning, go about their daily duties, living their life till it's fullest. And here he is stuck every day to him. It's just another typical day. The routine is the same, though the results may vary depending upon the kindness of the passerby. He's adapted to it. He lives every day with two things, a cup and a carrier, somebody to put him there and something to hold the money in. Amen. But he's so accustomed. He's been there so long that he does, does he even realize that he's right
right in the gateway of the house of God. He's in the gateway of something miraculous. He's in the doorway of the supernatural, life-changing experience with God. Amen. And early this morning in prayer, amen, I felt the prompting of the Holy Ghost to tell somebody you feel that's where you are right now. Amen. You've been in this condition and dealing with it for a long time that it's all you see. All I see is my trouble. All I see is my mountain and my setback and my failure and my trial and my sickness. But I've come to encourage you to lift up your head. Amen. It's never too late when you turn to the one that can turn back time. Hallelujah. The man at the gate had a condition that was incurable. Amen. But that's God's specialty. Amen. It doesn't matter how bad the diagnosis is or how long you've had it. If you are breathing, it means God's not finished. Your story's not over. That the chapter hasn't closed. It's not a mind over matter. It's faith over matter. Hallelujah. Look around you today. You're sitting in the gateway of a miracle right now. I've come to encourage somebody today. Don't get so caught up in the mundane that you miss your miracle. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but this could be, this is your day. It looked like just another typical day. All the fortunate folks are passing him by, going to church, getting what they want, getting what they need, living life. And here he is stuck, stuck shaking the cup, stuck asking alms, stuck trying to survive at the gate called beautiful. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I'm preaching to somebody that feels that that way right now. The Holy Ghost spoke to me early this morning. Amen. You've been there. You are there. Everybody's moving forward. Everybody, amen, is advancing, but you feel like you're stuck, stuck in a valley, stuck in a battle, stuck in a struggle. Every day it's the same old thing. Get up, go to work, come home. Get up, go to work, come home. Nothing's changing. Amen. Same problems, same struggle, amen, trying just to survive another day. It looked like just another day until a man of God, Peter and John, approached him on the way to prayer. It was the hour. It was the time. I thank God for prayer. Prayer will get you out of your trouble. Prayer will get you out of your dilemma. Prayer will get you out of your crisis. Prayer will bring healing. Prayer will bring victory. Can I get a witness? Prayer will bring a Holy Ghost outpouring. When you can't do anything but pray, you've done a lot. I've been guilty of telling my wife in response to situations, what are we going to do? Amen. And we would say this, and I've been guilty of saying, well, all we can do is pray. As though prayer is some limited last result. All we can do is pray. Amen. God will not answer 100% of the prayers that you do not pray. If you assume the answer is no, you're not giving God a chance to say yes. Amen. You cannot answer your own prayers. But if you fail to ask God, neither can God answer them either. 
do we not realize that the moment that we say his name, amen, we sang about it a few moments ago, isn't his name wonderful, powerful, and beautiful? Amen. There is no other name. Do we not realize that when we say that name, the moment you whisper that name, maybe you don't even have the words to pray. Maybe all you can do is walk in and just say, Jesus. You can't even express how you feel. You can't even express what's going on. And all you can just say here today is, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But the moment you said that name, God stands to his feet. He lends his ear, and he extends your hand. When you begin to pray, heaven starts shaking. When you begin to pray, chains begin to break. Mountains start moving. Waters part. When you started praying, when you prayed, a few moments ago, when you're praying right now, you're dispatching angels to intervene. The arrows of God are being released when you pray. Your child on the other side of the town or county, amen, is feeling a moving of the Holy Ghost on them right now because you pray. Your companion heard a still small voice whisper because you prayed. Amen. So don't say all I can do is pray. Why don't you start saying all all I have to do is pray. All I have to do is speak that name. All I have to do is get along with God. I know something's going to break. Something's going to move. There is nothing like being in a prayerful atmosphere. If I ever get sick, if I ever get to the place where I can't talk, just get me in an atmosphere of some praying people. I may not be able to say a word, but just let me soak it up. Amen. Because there's something about being around prayer. Even if you're not the one praying it. Amen. If you can just get around people that know how to pray. If you can get around people that are praying. Amen. You may not be able to say a word, but you can get around people that know how to pray. And prayer will start lifting you if you have fallen. Prayer will catch you if you feel like you've lost your grip. Prayer will stop you from going overboard. Prayer will bring you out. Amen. It's the hour of prayer. I dare you to pray this morning. Why don't you just lift your hands and begin to pray. Whatever it is that you are dealing with in your life right now, I wish you would lift your hands and begin to pray. Amen. It's not all I can do is pray. All I have to do is pray right now. I dare you to pray. God is working for you right now. I feel an urgency in my spirit right now. Amen. I feel an urgency for us to lift our voices and touch the throne of God right now. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. If you're able to pray in the Spirit, you ought to pray in the Spirit right now. Amen. Somebody's situation is going to turn this morning. Hallelujah. I know what I felt in prayer. I know what the Holy Ghost spoke to me this morning in prayer. All you got to do is pray. All you have to do is pray. God wants somebody to know you're at the right place at the right time. Though you feel like you've been stuck at the gate. Though you feel like you've been in a place where nothing's happening. You're in an atmosphere right now with people that know how to touch the throne of God. And while they're praying.
praying. You need to tell your sickness, be gone. It's the hour of prayer. You need to tell your fear, be gone. It's the hour of prayer. Tell your sin-ridden past. Tell that sickness, that trouble. Amen. Be gone. It's the hour of prayer. Oh, if I've ever felt the Holy Ghost, I feel it right now. Keep feeling the Holy Ghost. All you have to do is pray. All you have to do is pray right now. There's people in this altar praying right now. Amen. If you would just join hands with somebody and let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Amen. There's something that's going to be said in the atmosphere. Amen. For the direction of your life. Amen. For this year that's going to happen right now in prayer. There are mountains that are going to be moved today because somebody prayed. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name they started praying, and a man said, uh, he started expecting something to happen. Hallelujah, while you're praying right now, you ought to expect that mountain to move, amen, on your behalf. How he expected to receive something. While you're praying right now, you ought to expect that sickness to leave your body. You ought to expect that weight to be lifted off of you this morning. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody that's been stuck in a place. Prayers getting ready to move you right now. Amen. I, I can't escape what the Holy Ghost is speaking. Prayers getting ready to move your situation and move you. You feel like you've been stuck there for a long time and nothing's been happening and nothing's been moving, but you're in an atmosphere where people are praying and things are shifting right now in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 Just keep praying. And I'm just going to keep talking right now and preaching because the Holy Ghost is reaching for somebody. The Bible said they took him by the hand and lifted him up. Amen. Maybe you're tired of being down and tired of being defeated. I'm asking you, are you tired of being stuck at the gate? Are you wanting to enter 19 without the ugly situation? Amen. Amen. Where you sat, stuck at in 2018. Hallelujah. How the lame man needed a hand. He needed to shove a push. They lifted him up. He began to leap and began to rejoice. Hallelujah. He had to do something he's never done before. Amen. I felt the Holy Ghost speak to me this morning. If you want God to do something, you can't keep doing the same old thing. Come on. You've got to do something maybe you've never done before or you haven't done in a long time. Oh. 
Holy Ghost spoke to me this morning to tell you to get up. I don't know what that means in your situation, but the Holy Ghost said it's time to get up. Not just get up, but you need to leap up. You need to get up like you know I'm never going back to that place. Amen. I can leap we're here. Somebody's just one jump, one leap, one prayer, one hallelujah, one shout from getting over that situation. If your deliverance, amen, if you if, if you need healing, Holy Ghost, come on, you can't sit there. You gotta get up. How it can't do it for you, Pastor can't do it for you. Praise he can't do it for you, sir. It's time for you to get up and move in the Holy Ghost. I hear the voice of God. I heard it early this morning. Reach it for somebody. It's time to get up and move. You've been stuck there too long. It's time to get up. It's time to respond. Get your expectation above your situation. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. I wish I knew who I was preaching to. I'd come, amen, not in an in a arrogant way, but in a kind way. I'd just come take you by the hand and just, just have you to stand up right now. Because I felt it. I saw it in the Spirit early this morning. I heard it early this morning in prayer. It's time to get up. If all you can do is get up and wave a hand and just walk to this altar. I begin to pray. Amen. Something. There's going to be a shift. You're moving out of that place that you've been stuck in. In the name of Jesus, why don't you untie the hands of God right now? There's a miracle waiting to happen in your life, but God's waiting on you to get up and respond to Him right now, not to me. Amen. I'm not wanting you to respond to me, but I want you to respond to that hunger down inside of you that's saying something has got to change. There's got to be a shift. There's got, I'm tired of being stuck here. Amen. I've come today on this first Sunday. Amen. It's what got you out of bed this morning. Amen. Oh, I know you were tired in your body, but you said, I gotta get to the house of God. Amen. I gotta get there. Amen. God's gonna do something for me. I heard. Amen. It is your spirit. You said something's gonna change. Carry me if you have to. Lay me at the gate. Just get me in a position. Let me get in the house of God. Amen. I feel like God's gonna do something for me this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Would you stand across this auditorium? Would you stand? There's people in this altar praying. Hallelujah. I just feel a call of the Spirit right now to challenge the people in this congregation. It's time for you, if you are ready, to move forward. If you are ready, I keep kneeling in the Holy Ghost. If you are ready to move past the gate, even if you're ready to move forward, I'm asking you to step out of your seat, amen, to this altar and begin to worship and begin to pray. Something is going to be released this morning.
There's some people right now, even if you respond, things are going to change in your life. Come on, it's imperative that you respond to the Holy Ghost this morning. Amen. It's imperative that you get up this morning. It's imperative. You can't go through another year. How are you? Because it's oh, it's not going to get better till you get up. How are you got to get up and determine? I'm not going to let this stop me. I'm not going to let this hold me back. I'm moving forward. I'm not trying to use a, ter- a, 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 a scare tactic to, amen, or trying to intimidate or force anything, but I just felt something the Holy Ghost, amen, if you don't get up, it's going to destroy you. If you don't move forward, it's going to destroy you, whatever that is. Sir, ma'am, it's time to get up. Again. Forget about who passed you by. Forget about who walked by you. Amen. Come on, lame man. Don't get so focused on everybody that passed you up and looked over you and and, and did you wrong to the point that you missed what God's wanting to do for you right now. Look up. Get your eyes on what God is wanting to do in your life right now. Look up, expect to receive. Amen. Expect to receive your answer. Expect to receive your miracle. Holy Ghost isn't through in this in this building today. Amen. Don't stop praying. If you're through praying for yourself, find somebody to pray with them. Pray with them right now. Feel the Holy Ghost ministering in this building right now.
I wonder if we could just stand to our feet. Hallelujah. 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 Let's just raise our hands just for a few moments and give God thanks right now for what He has done. Come on, tell Him thank you. Just open your mouth and tell Him thank you. Come on, He gave us gifts this morning. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many know that God is a God of order? How many know that God is a God of order? This morning, in order for Him to do what He wants to do tonight, that He had to do what he done this morning first. There is a spirit of prayer that has ushered into this place this morning. That is that is the first and foremost thing that a, a revival and apostolic church should have is a praying church. Hear me. Not just a praying church when you need something. Or when you want something. How many of you parents know what it feels like the only time your child talks to you? It's when your son and daughter want something. It's happened, hasn't it? I've done it. I've been on both ends of it. only time I come to my dad or my mom is when I wanted something. And then I've had that done to me. It doesn't feel so good. A lot of times we treat God like He's a spare tire. Only time we come to Him, we want Him, it's when we need Him, when we're in trouble. All the other days we just ignore Him. But He came that we may have a garden experience. He showed that and displayed that in the garden, the Garden of Eden. Then He displayed it again when He shows up in the flesh and He ends up. Right before he goes to Calvary, he ends up in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he wants to talk to, to us just for one minute, one hour, one sec, just wants a little bit of our time. And so, everything that we, uh, that we are as a church should be built on the principle of prayer. Somehow, we've kind of gotten away from that. It's just kind of something we do extra. The Lord reminded us this morning that if we want a horrible situation to change, that the only way to change it is through prayer. And not based on our condition around us, but prayer. When we don't really need Him, we still pray. We still worship. We still praise. And so that's, that's what the Lord has reminded us this morning. And so I'm going to be very, very bold this morning. 
and, and tell you this, that tonight, after music practice at 5.30, the lights are going to be turned down in this place. There's going to be music playing. And I'm not trying to be mean or rude or anything, but I don't want, I, I, I don't care about the football games. It's going to sound really rude. The problems that you have, you can leave them at the altar. So tonight, we're going to come in here. Men, usually go downstairs. Ladies, you go to the prayer room, right? Tonight, we're going to come in here, and we're going to pray. Hear me. We're not. If you don't want to pray, you sit. You sit back. You don't have to pray. But don't rob somebody else of their prayer time. Because if you do, I may tell you about it. I feel a little bold right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. Because what he, he preached to us this morning is the key for our, our church to be healed and for our children to come back and our grandchildren to come back. That's the key. We can't forget it. Scripture said it. We, we, we quote it all the time, Second Chronicles. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. It, it's, a, it's, it's a prayer is, is literally a display of humility. Humble yourselves and pray. What you're doing when you pray is you're saying, I can't do it on my own. I need help. And there's no better feeling for a father or a mother than to know that their children need them. That's a good feeling, isn't it? You don't think it. Some of y'all don't think it's a good feeling until your children leave your house and they don't need you anymore. When they fall down, they say, I don't need your help. That's a bad feeling. That's how, that's, that's what prayer does to Jesus. When we fall to our knees in prayer, he smiles and says, they still need me. They still want my help. It's a good feeling for a parent. So that's what we're going to come tonight. We're going to come in here and pray. Young people, hear me. I want you to come and I want you to pray. And we're not going to pray this three-minute lay-me-down-to-sleep prayer. We're going to pray and we're going to get a hold of the Lord. And God is going to move in a mighty way tonight. And there's going to be healing. I, I prayed for my mama. When you were up praying, or preaching, I was praying for my mama. I'm tired of the enemy stealing our people's health. I was praying for you, Brother Rick. God is healing you. I'm not just saying that to build you all up. God is healing. The doctor told him he had cancer in his liver. You were preaching at him. He was at that gate. God is healing you. And I'm telling you that the doctor is going to be wrong. Just telling you. So let's come expecting the Lord to do great things tonight. And let's come. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss tonight. You do not want to miss tonight. If you, can, if, you, if you weren't planning to come, you should come. Because God is going to do great things. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. For what He's done. And for what He's going to do. Jesus. Amen. Let's shake somebody's hand. You're dismissed if you want to be. Please don't interrupt the ones that are down here praying. Jake, you can keep playing as long as you can, please. Please don't interrupt the ones praying.